Evening prayer starts on page 22. Christ has not entered into the holy places made with hands, which are the figures of the true, but into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God for us. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no help in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. Grant we beseech thee, merciful Lord, to thy faithful people, pardon and peace, that they may be cleansed from all their sins, and serve thee with a quiet mind through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 72 is on page 426. Give the King thy judgments, O God, and thy righteousness unto the King's Son. Then shall he judge thy people according unto right, and defend the poor. The mountains also shall bring peace, and the little hills righteousness unto the people. He shall keep the simple folk by their right, defend the children of the poor, and punish the wrongdoer. They shall fear thee as long as the sun and the moon endureth, from one generation to another. He shall come down like the rain upon the mown grass, even as the drops that water the earth. In his time shall the righteous flourish, yea, an abundance of peace, so long as the moon endureth. His dominion shall be also from one sea to another, and from the river unto the world's end. They that dwell in the wilderness shall kneel before him, his enemies shall lick the dust. The kings of Tarshish and of the isles shall give presents. The kings of Arabia and Saba shall bring gifts. All kings shall fall down before him. All nations shall do him service. For he shall deliver the poor when he crieth, the needy also, and him that hath no helper. He shall be favorable to the simple and needy, and shall preserve the souls of the poor. He shall deliver their souls from falsehood and wrong, and dear shall their blood be in his sight. He shall live, and unto him shall be given of the gold of Arabia. Prayer shall be made ever unto him, and daily shall he be praised. 
There shall be a heap of corn in the earth, high upon the hills. The fruit thereof shall shake like Lebanon, and they shall flourish like the grass upon the earth. His name shall endure forever. His name shall remain in posterities, which shall be blessed in him, and all the nations shall praise him. Blessed be the Lord God, even the God of Israel, which only doeth wondrous things. And blessed be the name of his majesty forever, and all the earth shall be filled with his majesty. Amen, amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the second verse of the ninth chapter of the book of Isaiah. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in the land of the shadow of death, upon them a light has shined. You have multiplied the nation and increased its joy. They rejoice before you according to the joy of harvest, as men rejoice when they divide the spoil. For you have broken the yoke of his burden and the staff of his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, as in the day of Midian. For every warrior's sandal from the noisy battle and garments rolled in blood will be used for burning and fuel of fire. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace there will be no end, upon the throne of David and over his kingdom, to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward, even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Here ends the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior, for he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He hath showed strength with his arm. He hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He remembering his mercy hath hope in his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the eleventh verse of the third chapter of the book of Acts. Now as the lame man who was healed on, held on to Peter and John, all the people ran together to them in the porch, which is called Solomon's, greatly amazed. So when Peter saw it, he responded to the people, Men of Israel, why do you marvel at this, or why look so intently at us, as though by our own power or godliness we had made this man walk? The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our fathers, glorified his servant Jesus, whom you delivered up and denied in the presence of Pilate when he was determined to let him go. But you denied the Holy One and the just, and asked for a murderer to be granted to you, and killed the Prince of Life, whom God raised from the dead, of which we are witnesses. 
and his name, through faith in his name, has made this man strong, whom you see and know. Yes, the faith which comes through him has given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. Yet now, brethren, I know that you did it in ignorance, as did also your rulers. But those things which God foretold by the mouth of all his prophets, that the Christ would suffer, he has thus fulfilled. Repent, therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord, and that he may send Jesus Christ, who was preached to you before, whom heaven must receive until the times of restoration of all things, which God has spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began. For Moses truly said to the fathers, The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from your brethren. Him you shall hear in all things, whatever he says to you. And it shall be that every soul who will not hear that prophet shall be utterly destroyed from among the people. Yes, and all the prophets, from Samuel and those who follow, as many as have spoken, have also foretold these days. You are the sons of the prophets, and of the covenant which God made with our fathers, saying to Abraham, And in your seed all the families of the earth shall be blessed. To you, first, God, having raised up his servant Jesus, sent him to bless you, in turning away every one of you from your iniquities. Here ends the second lesson. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O God, the King of glory, who hast exalted thine only Son, Jesus Christ, with great triumph unto thy kingdom in heaven, we beseech thee, leave us not comfortless, but send to us thine Holy Ghost to comfort us and exalt us unto the same place whither our Savior Christ has gone before, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the same Holy Ghost, one God, world without end. Amen. Grant we beseech thee, Almighty God, that like as we do believe, thy only begotten Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, to have ascended into the heavens, so we may also in heart and mind thither ascend, and with him continually dwell, 
who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Ghost, one God, world without end. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness through the merits of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening. This evening we, we've had a, a verse, it's probably one of the, I would say one of the most well-known verses in the Bible. Um, it's from Isaiah, of course, and it's um, 9-6. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. So growing up in the Episcopal Church, you heard this regularly if, if you were there, and if you uh, more recent uh, coming to the Anglican tradition, then you still have heard this. And for people my age, we heard Linus say this every year at the Christmas play with uh, Charlie Brown. Linus was, of course, the one character who, who maintained his, uh, his faith steadfastly. So it's a famous prophecy. And um, reminder about prophecies that um, Bishop has told us, and, and I have seen this and believe it myself when, in reading the Old Testament, prophecies sometimes are twofold. They're given to the people who are held in captivity, but, and so they are released from captivity. But there's uh, oftentimes a, a more eternal type of, um, of uh, aspect to them. So we see that Moses, and in, in we read in Acts, Moses predicted that there would be a prophet like unto him and that we would listen to him. And of course, that's a messianic, messianic prophe prophecy from Moses. So what we see being foretold is in 9.4, broken, the, the breaking of the yoke. And eventually the Lord will free Israel from, um, from the, the captivity that they're in, from Assyria and Babylon, and every other foreign power that has oppressed them. But more importantly, freedom from all earthly bonds will be offered, including a victory over death, victory over the world, the flesh, and the devil. Uh, the son in, nine, in, in verse 6, uh, these, the terms uh, child and son elaborate further on God with us, Emmanuel. The child to be born of a virgin, and the virgin's child will be the royal son of David with rights to the Davidic throne. So that'll make him a king. The government will be on his shoulders, and the government and fulfillment of this is uh, the fulfillment of this verse, and the son will rule the nations of the world. He's also called Wonderful Counselor. And that's in contrast, so we think of the other kings other than, say, David and Solomon, the other kings of Israel, like Ahaz, who was one of the most wicked. This king will implement supernatural wisdom in discharging his office. Mighty God, a king is called Mighty God. As a powerful warrior, the, the Messiah will accomplish the military exploits um, that are that have been mentioned that are needed. Um, the everlasting father, the Messiah, will be a father to his people eternally. And Prince of Peace, the government of, of this God with us will procure and perpetuate peace among the nations of the world. Uh, you could see where um, the situation the Jews were in and, the, and these type of promises that they might misinterpret them. And I think they read the verses with their own interpretation and expected a worldly kingdom as we know as we, as we read the Gospels. Peter in Acts clears this up 
And this is like one of the most brilliant, um, uh, to me, one of the most brilliant testimonies. The lang he's speaking to the Jewish people and he speaks the language they understand. Um, he uses examples that they understand. Um, and he's a and, and the crowd that is there, just everything he said, they would understand. Um, he mentions the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in verse 13. And that's a description of God that would be familiar to the Jewish audience. And it, stress, it stresses God's covenant faithfulness and, and demonstrates that he declared that the, the same God and Messiah whom the prophets had reclaimed are the ones that uh, Peter is going to talk about. He, he mentions his servant Jesus. And um, he, Jesus is God's personal representative. It, this is a normal thing that he would say in the Old Testament, his servant Jesus. But this is one, an unusual New Testament title for Jesus. Um, and, but it's a very, very familiar Old Testament name, which would speak right to the Jews. And then he brings up the fact that they're guilty of his death. And he said, Pilate, the Roman, determined to let him go. And he had a trial, and a uh, number of times Pilate was trying to let him go, six times, in fact, and sought to release him. So, in a lot of times when we see when, when a Jewish person, or excuse me, when a new Christian speaks to the Jews and he brings up their guilt, um, it doesn't always work out well, like for Deacon Stephen. Um, but Peter asked them, he said, this kingdom that I'm talking about, this kingdom that came, guess what? You're the first people invited. So you're the people of God, and you're invited and in verse 19, he says, be converted. And it's a frequent New Testament word that relates to turning away from, from sin. And uh, in this case, becoming a member of this new kingdom. And as a result of that, your sins would be blotted out. And so the Jewish sacrificial system would, would, help, would bring forgiveness of sins, but blotted out. It's kind of uh, the idea of it was written on paper, but now it's not even on the paper anymore. It's gone from the surface of the document. So, and then he mentions um, in verse 25, in your seed, and um, that brings the point, uh, brings, makes the point that Jesus was the ultimate fulfillment of the uh, Abrahamic covenant. So he, he fulfilled the promises of Moses, he fulfilled the promises of Abraham, uh, he fulfilled all the uh, prophecies from Isaiah and Ezekiel and Daniel, and, um, and these blessing, this blessing is available to the Jews. So yesterday we had a, a verse where Peter was looking at the, um, the crippled man who's actually clinging to them in the beginning of today's passage. And he said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I'll give to you. And in this case, he gave the man healing. And what happened in this big uh, discourse today, that the sermon that he gave to these people, he had something else and he had truth. So he offered them uh, the healing truth that they can come into this kingdom. And I think the main point of all, overriding the whole thing is for us, is we keep thinking of the kingdom to come. But we are in the kingdom. This is the kingdom. We live there now. And so what Peter offered to them was, I don't have silver and gold, but what I have I'll give to you. And he gave him Jesus Christ. And so I think the problem with America maybe is that we do have some silver and gold and I think as a result in the American work ethic, we look for ways to solve things uh, under our own power. And it's really important for us to remember that what we offer, the, the thing the world needs more than a, a temporal solution, is the eternal solution of Jesus Christ. So these, this, these passages remind us of where we live in the kingdom and who we represent and what we have to give.
Let's continue with the prayer for all conditions of men. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldst be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving help unto all nations. More especially we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth, and hold the faith in unity of spirit, in the bond of peace, and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are in any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate, especially those for whom we make our prayers at this time. and that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives by giving up ourselves to thy service, and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. Almighty God, who has given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplications unto thee, and dost promise that when two or three are gathered together in thy name, thou wilt grant their requests. Fulfill now, O Lord, the desires and petitions of thy servants, as may be most expedient for them, granting us in this world knowledge of thy truth, and in the world to come, life everlasting. Amen. Grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. It's good to be with you today. It's good to be your brother and fellow worker in the faith. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Have a good Thank evening. Thank you so much. Everybody.